Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Stroganoff. We're back. We are back. And it's a new year. It, Yay. It, is a, it is a new year, yes. Welcome to 2021. <laughs> we'll try to have one of those little like shitty like things you blow that goes bee. Oh. <laughs> uh, that would be funny. Uh but as the first thing we're gonna do of twenty twenty one, we're gonna take a look back at twenty twenty. Man, that was a shitty year. I mean, they say that hindsight's twenty twenty. In this case, literally. <laughs> uh, what a year. Yeah. For anime. <laughs> yes. We got a lot of good stuff ahead of us, which we will cover very soon. Don't worry about that. We just gotta wait for it to actually come out. Yep. But that's neither here nor there for now. We're talking about the best of 2020 and also some uh, honorable and dishonorable mentions. We're going to start off with the honorable mentions. The honorable mentions. So a lot of these made like high scores on on like tier lists and everything when they came out. And really the only reason they're not at our among our best is because for the best of the year, it basically comes down to what both me and Eli liked and what we agreed on that we liked. So I can't just force one of my honorable mentions to be the number one anime of the year, even if it obviously deserves it. Because I mean, obviously my opinion is the most objective and correct. (laughs) Obviously. And so a lot of these, they're this all this whole this whole thing is more or less purely based on enjoyment factor, and to a lesser extent some other factors which we'll go into when we talk about them. So, but without further ado, let's get started with the honorable mentions of 2020. I will go ahead and start us off by talking about uh, I believe the only sequel in this entire list. Which was ReZero Season 2, Part 1. So, basically, I kind of stopped paying attention to ReZero after the first season finished airing. And, like, it was, the second season was on my list when it started airing, but it wasn't, like, a priority for me to watch, right? Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, it's it's whatever. It's an isekai. There's a thousand of those. I can go it's watch. It's zero another one. <laughs> yes. But the thing is, then episode four, or 29 technically, but the fourth episode of the second season dropped. And I think it was like a couple weeks after that that I started watching it again. And that episode made me go back and rewatch the entire series up to that point. Watching the director's cut version and just really starting to pay attention to it. And it has turned around from being one of my least favorite shows of recent memory to becoming (laughs) one of my favorite shows of recent memory. Not as good as Simple Gear, mind you, but it's it's kind of hard to explain it. 
but any show that can make me break down crying is a good show. In my personal opinion. So it sounds like it was pretty good. Yeah, it was it was very good. It was very good. I'm very much looking forward to the next season uh coming up in winter twenty twenty one. So that should be exciting. And it always boggles my mind that this is that ReZero was made like done by White Fox. <laughs> it boggles the mind. It's like every time we mention anything made by White Fox, it's either very good or very bad. Yes. They have a very spotty track record. <laughs> For they, they both good and ill. No middle ground. Yeah, no middle ground when it comes to these people. And just I'm I'm always I'm always pressed when it comes to like ha- saying good things about shows I like cuz a lot of the times it's like, "Oh, well it's just it's it's good. It's obvious it's good, right?" <laughs> yeah. But I mean, in this case, it's really a you gotta watch it for yourself to really get it, in my opinion. Cause my, one part, because I don't want to spoil anything, because second season, good shit. Um, I will say, for the second season, uh, it started airing during COVID. So I think it was, like, streaming only. But that did let them play around with their time slot. So they could go over or they could go over as much as they wanted for their time. Like they weren't locked into a 24 minute episodes. They had like 28 and like they would skip the ending or the opening or both. Oh, it's so good. Oh. So it's always nice how, you know, the, the death, not, not the death, but the, the decline of traditional television can actually lead to some pretty great new things. Oh, yeah, definitely. With just minor changes. Yeah. Becoming unbound from the time slot. It's probably a pain in the ass for marketing, but it's really good for creatives. Yes. Uh, But I think that's going to be all I have to say, other than just go watch ReZero, specifically the director's cut, and go watch the second season. And go watch the second part of the second season. <laughs> uh, Eli, go ahead and take away with your first honorable mention. All right, uh, I'll I'll make my first Uzaki Chan. All right. Um, this is a show that pissed in a lot of people's Cheerios when it like originally came out, and I still don't fully understand why. Uh, I, I remember when it had like a six point nine, like going. I think at almost one point it had like six point eight on my anime list. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm like, what, what, what's people's problem? Isn't this, like, the, the meme show of the season? And I just started watching it, because I just saw clips of it, and I'm like, huh, that's actually funny. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's appreciated in ranking, so I feel like it's one of those things that just kind of has to be vindicated by people after the fact, but, I mean... It was it was it was basically it was the se- it was the seasonal slice of life with a gimmick. The gimmick being, I don't know, Satania made of human flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I initially hated her so much. 
in a good way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it was funny. It was interesting. It was slightly better than average. Which, I mean, for a seasonal slice of life, that's really all you need. Um, that's true. That the, the rant, like a minute and a half long rant of just her screaming about mint chocolate chip ice cream has stuck with me to this day for not being only very relatable, <laughs> but also extremely funny. So, yeah, Ozaki-chan gets a honorable mention for, well, being slightly above average in a, a genre that's, I mean, the genre is literally, it's, it's, it's like the whole point. There's just like, there's one every season. Yeah. There's, there's one every season and it's usually the meme show. Yeah. I went in expecting it to be just, just another meme show I'll forget about and... I'm actually kind of interested in seeing season two, if only because, I mean, hey, it's kind of funny. That's all you really need a lot of the times. So, yeah, it gets uh, it gets an honorable mention from me. I'll move on to the next honorable mention. Uh, in the form of Akudama Drive. So, this is a really good show. I, I don't know what else to say about it. Okay, I mean, what, I don't even know what it is. Okay, so Akadama Drive is a, like, it's a cyberpunk dystopia story about uh, six super criminals, which are called Akadama in story, and a single normal person who all get wrapped up in a plot to uh, to do a heist, which... Everything goes tits once they pull off the heist. Actually, before they pull off the heist. And, uh... It just... It goes full balls to the wall after that. It starts with balls to the wall. And then it gets crazier. And... I, I joked to you, Eli, about it being the show where you can directly trace cause and effect from someone picking up a 500 yen coin to the downfall of society. I remember that. <laughs> it is hilarious how, how how I can actually... I think that's the mark of a good plot, in my opinion. That you can track like some random minor thing and just it connect the dots and something completely unrelated. But insane... <laughs> Uh, Sounds like a good time. Yes, it, it is. Um, it's also an original work um, from the creator of Danganronpa, oh. which is he's weird. He's weird, but he's got he's got weird ideas. But he's definitely got like a good aesthetic going on. Um, let's see. Yeah, some of the it also tackles actually some big ideas. Um, like, what exactly is a single person's life worth? I look at uh, sort of over-militarized policing. And also kind of how a law-abiding citizen can get, like, wrongly accused once. And then it's just a downfall 
into becoming a dangerous criminal. But, like, humanized. So yeah. we understand it's like, the criminals are people. They're yeah. not just monsters out to destroy society. They've got their own thing going on. Let's see. Uh, fights are amazing. Atmosphere is amazing. World, bu- world, world building is amazing. Uh, I guess then just uh, Studio Pirate did all the animation, I guess. And actually, funny story, the the director is the guy who directed the 2017 Kino's Journey. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. I, I was not expecting that. <laughs> so, definitely, if you're a fan of, like, the Danganronpa games, or you're a fan of Cyberpunk, or just a fan of really good flashy fights, go check out Akadama Drive. It's a very worthy honorable mention that has topped a lot of people's lists. And probably would top mine if not for some of the other stuff we watched this year. <laughs> uh, my second honorable mention is going to be yet another uh, seasonal slice of life with a gimmick. Satan Academy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know before we came on you were you were telling me that you were like you're really iffy about recommending this to anyone <laughs> I this show I, I hate this show so much but it's <laughs> it's not it's not well it actually is entirely because of the show's flaws but it's not like the show is flawed from a technical standpoint it just has incredibly bizarre tonal shifts. <laughs> it's a show where I'm just imagining in some boardroom in some company in Japan, guys like, "All right, hey, let's make a, let's make a seasonal slice of life, all right, with a gimmick, all right, yeah, that 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 make that that that, that always sells. Uh, what's our gimmick? It's a world." Where humans and animals are all sapient and like have to like live and like do society and stuff together. Oh, that'd be kind of interesting. And it's like you know, set in a high school and the main guy's like a high school student. Okay, and he's also super racist and hates animals. Oh, okay. And there's gonna be poop jokes all the time. Okay. <laughs> and there's gonna be a masochistic panda in it. And it's like, uh, like also we're gonna delve really, like, really deep into heartfelt topics about like societal acceptance and like sexuality and race relations and, and all this other stuff. I'm like, what the shit have you been like smoking? Also, did I mention the poop jokes? Because there's gonna be a lot of those. <laughs> The, the 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 koala bear literally like <laughs> goes to the rabbits and asks them to like collect their feces for her and puts it in a big container that she puts over the stove to cook. <laughs> and then they <laughs> oh, <laughs> it has really bizarre tonal shifts. <laughs> like wrapping up like at the very end with a what I could only describe as a sort of meta-commentary on humanity and our relationship with the environment and the ecosystem as told by a dog and a mammoth, a lolly mammoth, having a boxing match. (laughs) 
That also could be seen as an allegory for human domestication of the dog. Yes. There's, there's layers. There's layers. And it's stupid. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. The school principal's a T-Rex. <laughs> oh my god. And this show had the audacity, had the sheer minerals to end off on a sequel hook. With, like, their, their schools literally being invaded by an army of insects. Good shit, good shit. I, I hate that show so much. <laughs> <laughs> it gets an honorable mention for... <laughs> it's an honorable mention for, like, actually managing to have, like, legitimate, deep, and heartfelt moments about serious topics... But it completely undermines itself. <laughs> so yeah, it's an honorable mention if you highly stretch the word honorable. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's all I'm gonna say about that one. <laughs> all right, <clears throat> fair enough. So I'll move on to my last one. So last one is something I was really hyped about at the beginning of the season: talentless Nana. So, okay, I, I lie. I had no strong feelings about this show. When I, <laughs> when I sat down to watch literally everything that came out in fall 2020, I was just like, oh, it looks like a My Hero Academia ripoff, but like it, at a normal school, it's like a combination of the something. It's, it looks like My Hero Academia. A lot of colorful characters, but you know, it's just, my Hero Academia, but worse. That's how it looked. So, obviously, if you clicked on this, spoilers. <laughs> um, but there's really no getting around it, because we are... We're very much in the it-was-his-sled situation. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a late-arrival spoiler. Yeah. It's a late-arrival spoiler. That the story is not based around the guy who also has the word Nana in his name, but and doesn't look like he has powers, but actually super has superpowers. Like, ooh, yeah. That's that's never been done before. But actually, the actually super powerless character who murders him in cold blood at the end of the first episode. And and it just gets, uh, it's it's great, it's, it's great. We see our main character go through and just systematically take down, uh, character after character, of like who have like godlike superpowers. She kills a time traveler. At one point, by making him time travel. To the past, when while standing on top of some ice that wasn't there the previous day so that he drowned because he can't swim. <laughs> Let's see here. She killed one person with poisoned contacts. Um, and she killed another guy. Actually, all right, he, he was going to, try and do the whole strangling thing but 
then she poisoned him. He could see the future, so that was kind of a pain in the ass. Anyways, and she's doing all this while being, like, hunted down by a guy who can't be killed, who's another student. And then, at the end, they actually have to team up to take down another killer that has appeared on the island, and who started killing, which uh, was not part of the plan. And, oh... And it ends off. Uh, I already said spoilers, so it ends off by killing like the sweetest, most pure cinnamon roll <laughs> <laughs> that like I've seen in a in a long time. She did nothing. She did nothing evil. She was good till the very end. <laughs> oh. God. Uh. Uh. Anyways. So it was a good show. It was a very good show. I was I was very much waiting every week for the new episodes. Um adaptation wise, it was pretty much one to one apparently. So they were able to get most of the uh most of like the deduction and details in. That's which good. is good, which is really good, because there's there's some of these kills where it's like, if you hadn't explained it all the way, it wouldn't make as much sense, and in fact, it would make no sense. I'm really hoping that there's a season two, but um, no news about that, and according to some people, there might not be enough material for a season two. Uh. So... I don't know how often it updates, though. So it could be anywhere from, like, a couple seasons to a few years to never until we get a season two. But I really, I really hope it gets uh, season two. Um, They've got the Log Horizon director, um, who's very good at translating uh, the explanation-heavy dialogues from the book to the screen. And, uh, I guess shout out to the voice actor for the main character for doing a really good job portraying both the outer and inner voices of the main character. Because it's it's a very distinct difference between the two, and it's very impressive to be able to do that, in my opinion. Uh... I kind of used up all of my excitement <laughs> earlier. The the last honorable mention, which very nearly made both of us made it from my honorable mention to both of our uh, uh, top three. This is very true. Uh, funnily enough, only I, I it's it's more or less because I voted against it going into the top three that it didn't. I'd say. Uh, we, we we had a discussion about it. Um, yeah, we had a discussion. You guessed it. It's another seasonal size of life. That's all you watch. <laughs> it's it's uh, Sleepy Princess. Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, which somehow, I don't know why, got an 8.0 on my anime list. I'm not saying it didn't deserve it. I'm saying I thought like all of three people were watching this show. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, what, what what can I say? Uh, it's 
it's, it's a literally funny show. just another seasonal slice of life with a gimmick, except it's the animation. I wouldn't say the animation. The art style is enjoyably nice. Uh, it's got uh, Manasi Inori oh, yes, doing that's the voice true. of the main. That's that's um, very true. It's again. It's 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 absolutely hilarious. Uh, it's it, it, it's not perfect. It, it's not the perfect like you know seasonal slice life, but it's pretty freaking good. Yes, it is. Uh, it's a very tiny gimmick that they worked out very well. It's it's just it's it's incredibly fun. I, I laughed quite a bit. This is like true. the point where she may or may not have scrawled a message on the wall in her blood, because I don't. I, I, I say it's I I, I want to say it's her blood because it was red, and the only other people around were a bunch of ghosts. <laughs> so it's it, it a sleepy princess. It, literally, it's just they the demons kidnap a princess who just wants to sleep, and she goes full predator on them. She at one point blows open the doors to a cell with like a hand grenade <laughs> just because she's that devoted to getting a good night's sleep. Like she commits murder. Multiple <laughs> murders, assault, battery, theft. Per episode. Per episode. She's their hostage. And she's she's basically running the entire place by the end. <laughs> because she doesn't care. She doesn't care. All she wants to do is sleep. I'd say she has a death wish, but I mean she She's dies died. multiple she times. She dies multiple times over the course of the series because it runs off of video game logic. So she just gets revived to the point where at the like at one of the episodes she's t she's training a body double for herself, and she's like, "All right, last step to becoming like me, you must lose your fear of death," and tries to push her into lava. She tries to push her off a cliff into lava, and then falls in herself. It goes, "Oh, sweet, I'm dead." Nice, gonna take a nap now. <laughs> oh my God. It is oh. stupid. It is funny. It is <laughs> the closest thing you're ever gonna get to a uh, torture princess adaptation. Yes, which is basically the same premise. Uh, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's basically something to get to a torture princess uh, adaptation, which is basically the exact same premise, but with food instead of sleep. <laughs> It's stupid, it's funny, it's incredibly well put together. It has, you know, Manessi Nori in it, who, again, she is probably one of my favorite voice actors of all time. Yep. Like, she's in a lot of things I like. Yes. She's very skilled. And several things that I, several things that I like as well, so. She sings the opening. Yes, but, uh, yeah, uh, honorable mention. Uh, very good. Very nearly made the cut, but didn't. Yes. I'd, I'd say it's because 2020 was such a great year, but it surely was kind of a lackluster year that just had a lot of good things in it. Especially right at the end. Especially right at the end. Which, I mean, that's just mostly things getting pushed back. That's true. But enough about, like... Enough about good, good things. things. For now. For now, we're going to put the good things on hold. We're going to talk about some bad things. Bad uh, things. You start us off, Eli. All right, our dishonorable mentions. I want to start this with GB8. Oh, God. Um, 
This has hit a lot of people's worst of the year lists. I And I love it for that. Because I went in with incredibly low expectations. And it still failed to live up to them. It was bad. <laughs> I only watched one episode. Because I knew going in that it was going to be bad. And it managed to completely fail to even deliver anything in the first episode. <laughs> it was, this show... I'm like, this is going to be trash. I watch it, and it couldn't even muster up the effort to just, like, dribble on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just, it's, it is, it is awful. It is, it's, it, it, I think, it, like, somebody has, like, the record for, like, lowest score on my anime list for, like, an actual, like, TV-aired anime. No, we just checked that. Yeah, we just we checked came. that. It's apparently the, not correct. Uh, there are a few lower ones. Um, it is close, though. Yeah, that Flash animated one. That's it a, lower. It has a 3.96. Yeah. That's still it incredibly is, low. Th this is a show that pissed at a bunch of people's cheerios, and I see why. Yeah. And it's, it it's kind of a shame, because from what I've heard, it had everything going for it. It had the best directors, art designers, character designers, etc. And it just... It fucked up all... It fucked up everything. <laughs> so yeah, dishonorable mention... I went in with low expectations and it still failed to meet them. And that, and that, my friends, <laughs> is a, uh, that's a magic trick right there. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. Turns out the whole thing was caused by aliens. Wow, that is somehow <laughs> both unexpected and completely expected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, on to uh, your yeah, dishonorable so, mentions. Or, well, one of them, at least. Yeah, one of them. Uh, so, the first one, I'll keep it short, God of High School. God, it's... This one is frustrating because it's not poorly animated, but it's very disappointing. Ah, uh, yes. The greatest sin anything can truly have mediocrity <laughs> well it's not even the mediocrity it's just <sighs> okay let me let me start this by saying you can't make an entire show out of nothing but sakuga or you can't make an entire show out of nothing but good fights no oh. matter how good the fights are <laughs> i was about to ask what is that <laughs> yeah sakuga is like when like the really good points of animation like when when you can tell the budget kicked in so it's a show that was all style, no substance. Absolutely, it's God. So let's see here. Characters flat, plot rushed. Ah, uh, like seriously, it it adapted its source material way too quickly. It tried to get through the entire titular tournament. In a single 12-episode season. You said titular tournament. The title is God of High School. Yes, that's the name of the tournament that they're in. Oh! <laughs> they're in a tournament called God of High School, which is, like, apparently for a bunch of high school students, or high school age students, to fight it out to th see who's the best, like, martial artist in Korea. I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Points, points for... Setting it in Korea, I guess. <laughs> I mean, probably it because Korean it's based webtoon? on a yeah, it's based on yeah. a Korean webtoon. 
Um, but it's very, very anime. Although one episode is a wedding subplot that goes nowhere, except depriving the main one of the main characters of one of their weapons. Mm-hmm. Which, considering the other two, don't use weapons. Okay, I'm gonna I'm I, I'm gonna start ranting forever. <laughs> Anyways, basically, at the very minimum, it should have been 24 episodes if it wanted to adapt all of this, or possibly 50. It probably could have made it to 50. But it when you are like tuning out because you're like, oh yeah, this is some new person who is going to get their ass kicked and then never show up again. Like, you show... We see characters introduced in the same episode. They're, they get their ass kicked. And then they never show up again. And, like, the villain changes every two episodes, I think? Like, who's the real villain changes every two episodes? And even then, it, like, changes inside the episode. And then at the end, they have to fight, like, God or something? Except, well, no, the no, it's a guy who absorbs God using dark magic. Or, I don't fucking know. Basically, it's the <laughs> Monkey King versus God. I don't, I, 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 when I woke up today, I didn't think the Monkey <laughs> King versus God is going to be a sentence I heard before I went to bed. <laughs> uh, then you should go read... Uh... <laughs> Whatchamacallit, The Journey to the West, because it's got a lot of that. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's the main character is literally the literally just the Monkey King. Except not I I don't know. It's it sets up so much shit, but it never explains any of it. Ugh. Anyways, yeah, it's just it's an it's a disappointing entry in the Crunchyroll original slate and it's yet another disappointing entry <laughs> in the Crunchyroll original slate. Uh, God, I could we could we could plaster our walls with pictures of disappointing Crunchyroll originals, which is not a good compliment. Uh, anyways, what's your second one? Uh, Magia Record. Oh boy, I was I was excited about this, even knowing that it was just a gacha game adaptation. I'm like, it's a gacha game adaptation by Shaft, which I uh, probably thought they were a lot better than they actually were. Um, yeah, we need to stop and... giving Shaft so much stuff just because they did a couple good adaptations and one original. Uh, and it's I'm like, it's 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 like the first entry into it's like the first animated entry into the Magic Magica canon since 2013. So seven years. Holy fuck, really? Yes. Wait, Rebellion about... came out in 2013. Holy shit. Damn. Yeah. Still waiting on the still waiting on the sequel. Yeah, still waiting on them to wrap up the plot in that one. Uh Magia Record was supposed to be two cores that I could have sworn it was supposed to, they were supposed to both air at the same time. Uh no it's still two cores, but they only aired like one of them. So we got 12, 13, I don't even remember. Uh, it's not a good sign. Um, it started off with a lot of promise. I'm like, you know, we got that trademark shaft uh, style in there. Um, main character is super boring. Yeah. Uh, Iroha is her name. And then I took, it took me like five seconds to remember it. I had to try and commit her name to memory because I kept forgetting. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> she is super boring. She is the absolute worst. Uh, she has, I'd say she has zero personality, but I don't know. Is, is I think bland counts as a personality. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess. <laughs> it started off with, with with keeping my interest. Then it's then they they slammed on the brakes in the middle, and I'm just like, "What is going on? What, what happened to like those other people that we were like doing stuff with? Like they're just gone." Um, for culminating with an actually like decent ending that left me with a lot of questions, but I think that's the that's the worst sin of Magia Record, is that like the ending was actually kind of decent, but it. One, okay, so I'm just sitting there, I'm watching, and like, and spoilers for Magia Record, but like, I'm not encouraging you to watch this, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh, like, Iroha and Yashi, I, I can't pronounce the name, Yashio, like the, the only the, the only character in this in the show that I actually care about, uh, who, who's mildly interesting. You know, they're like trying to escape like the fascist death cult lair <laughs> that they found themselves in. <laughs> Which, again, that was really interesting. Wish I kind of, like, spent more time on that. Um, when they get, you know, stopped by who else but Mommy Tomo from the original series, who's gone full one-winged angel and has basically every gun in existence. Not every... They're, they're her muskets. Like, you, you, if you watch if you watch Milk and Magic, you know what I'm talking about. And just proceeds to unload on them. And then the cannons come out. And there's just bullets and shells going everywhere. And they're just like, oh god, we're going to die. And then a fire extinguisher flies in from off screen. And I'm not joking at all. This actually happened. I stood up, I was sitting on my bed. I stood up and just screamed, oh, fuck yes! Because I knew what that meant. <laughs> then Sayak comes in from the original series. And then they have like a, just an epic battle. But then I'm like, so the only parts of this show that I wound up caring about really like, end up being good in this spin-off or the parts from the original series. Uh yeah. <laughs> it's a spin-off that completely fails to generate any interest in the spin-off and it just the main series is just a crutch keeping it hobbling along. There's nothing there that wasn't there's nothing good there that really wasn't in the original series. And so it adds nothing to the canon. It <laughs> no no like the, the none of the characters that are interesting in it have like serious arcs, except for Yashio. You know, the only interesting one in there. Uh, yeah, it's incredibly disappointing because like again, there's if if it's it's if if you're if you went in for more Madoka Magica, you're not getting anything you wanted. <laughs> it's Madoka Magica but somewhat different, but they didn't actually... They, they put all the ingredients in the shaker tin. They didn't actually shake it. So you just, like... They, they end up pouring you out, like, a weird layer of ice cubes, simple syrup, and, like, vermouth. <laughs> uh, I'm going to end my rant there before I start screaming about how it ruined... It didn't ruin the Madoka Magic Cannon, but it it adds nothing. It is nothing. It does nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. Kind of like your next interest intro. Oh doesn't it? boy. <laughs> okay, so if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard, probably heard me rant this about this a couple times. Uh, most notably in the isekai history 
uh, podcast that we we did a little while ago. Oh boy! <laughs> this okay. So, what if I told you that there was a story where the protagonist—it's uh, an isekai where the protagonist is reincarnated as the youngest child of eight children of a minor rural noble, and like uh, just just that premise alone, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's basically CK3 or CK2, but It's Crusader anime. Kings, but anime, and I'm totally down for that. Cuz I I love like the complexities of medieval life. I've done a lot of research on that stuff and like it's very interesting. Sometimes it's weird with like how everything just kind of defaults to primogenitor, so like but whatever. Basically, eighth son fucking sucks <laughs> no please tell us how you really feel <laughs> uh, instead of like having the six older brothers except for the oldest except for having the six older brothers be like characters who do things they all disappear halfway through the first episode and he and the main character becomes literally the second in line for their father's title because he's too young to be kicked out of the house. God. And then it gets worse. Like, okay. I can I'm just imagining you seething in rage on the other end of this. <laughs> I am a little bit. Oh, mm. Okay. I'm calm, I'm calm, I'm calm, okay, I'm not calm, I'm not calm, I'm not okay. <laughs> okay, so I could still see, still, like, a, a plot that's like a drama where the protagonist is the second in line and he has to, like, deal with his older brother, like, getting paranoid that th his youngest brother's not gonna leave and he'll lose what little he has and, like, that doesn't happen. Instead, as a child, he finds out he is magic. So he goes and learns magic from a fucking genius wizard who also in, who also gives him uh, his estate. And so when he grows up and he moves out to go be an adventurer, because, yeah, it's a fucking isekai. There's always an adventurer's guild or something. And he's, like, a stupidly powerful wizard now. Because he's been practicing in secret. And he inherits his master's entire estate, which includes a mansion, land. Oh, and so much other shit. They, they ran with their original premise for, like, what, one and a half episodes? Not even. Half an <laughs> episode. Even. Half an episode. He finds out he's magic before the first episode's over. I, I I watched the first episode with you, but or was it the first two? I don't even remember because I have literally no memory of this show. <sighs> it was that forgettable. Yes, absolutely. I only hate it so much because it wastes its premise. Yes. I tried. I I desperately tried to keep watching, but oh god! Around the time when In he the actually end, forms his hair, you couldn't even muster up the hatred to keep watching it. No. Like, 
it's not that you know i watch things because i hate them i personally i hate to do that i hate i hate it when like if i hate something i'm gonna stop watching it i'm not gonna keep watching it of course if someone was telling me like oh it gets better later then i'd be like okay i might give it a chance i'll power through the parts that i hate yeah just like wait 19 episodes <laughs> 19 episodes I think there's like two movies that take place in between with important character development yeah <laughs> uh, but just just read the manga <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely not it's it's a light novel adaptation first of all like everything is nowadays nothing against light novel adaptations there are some good light novel adaptations but this fucking show fucking sucks it's it's an isekai he's got a harem plus one obligatory dude Who's there? Which I guess like all harems have to have that now, where it's like the guy best friend, who's not a threat to the harem whatsoever. It's God. I could go into harem politics some other time. It's it's a show without a single original idea. Yes. Well, correction. It's a show that had an original idea and basically said, "Now nah, let's forget all that, <laughs> and now let's go do something that has literally been done a million times before." Yes, exactly. I mean, not a million, but way, now, way too many. Now, I will say, there's one thing that it's innovative of. By being part of the karoshi, or death by overwork, genre of isekai, <laughs> I hate these shows so much. Listen to the full rant in that episode. <laughs> the what? The full rant in our isekai episode. Oh, yeah, right. That... Uh, just I'm not going to get into it here but suffice to say uh, I kind of feel and I've seen this echoed in other places just this kind of weird idea of like oh yeah you get to go on a magical adventure once you die wrung out and destroyed and murdered by the excesses of capitalism. And then you get to go on a fun magical adventure. Yay! <sighs> Suffice to say, it's not a good look. <sighs> but this is this is my personal worst of 2020, if only because it's actually something I watched. <laughs> Even not all the way through. And I just hate it so much. Here's to 2021, finding me something new to hate. All right, let's. What's your third? All what's right. your third one? Third dishonorable mention, and yes, dishonorable. Uh, is is a shared throne for both Tony Blah Blah, Tony 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 Kawa, Tony whatever the hell. Tony Kawa. They they put "Fly Me to the Moon" in the as like the subtitle, but they didn't even bother to like license that song. Come on. And the second season of Kagusama. So let's preface this by saying they are both good shows. Yes, I, I let me preface this. They are both good shows. I enjoyed watching them. Actually, I remember when Kagusama season two first started. I actually like shot you up on Discord and said, "Hey, this is really good. You should you know watch it." Yes, you did. But herein lies the problem. They're good shows. They 
but they became the meme shows they became the show that everyone was watching unless like not including like the like reaser season two or all the other ones that plus like everyone watches and i'm like meh about it it became these became the shows to watch but why (laughs) they're good congratulations like you you have a quality recognition instinct but like Kaguya-sama, it's what what, <laughs> what 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 benefit is there to it that you can't get from something else? Uh, Tony Blood, whatever that stupid moon show. I I, I I call it that. <laughs> I can pronounce Tony Kawa fully, fully, fully fine. I just don't care to. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, like I watched it, I'm like, yeah, the the art style is nice. The eyes are like extremely round and soft. Uh, Tony Kawa actually has a has something that the one burning question I had the entire show, uh, was never answered. I like I know it's like kind of like the whole like myth arc of the series or whatever, but like, how the hell did that girl survive getting hit by a freaking truck? Like, the dude had, like, two broken legs, a fractured skull, a concussion, and internal bleeding. And she just walked it off like it was fine. Also, apparently, she's, like, the daughter of some king in an intergalactic wizard cartel or something. Quite possibly. The current prevailing theory is that she's, uh... Uh, the, the, like, moon princess of myth. Yeah, uh, I'm like that. That's kind of my thing. I'm like, I'm, I'm partway through. I'm like, oh god, this is gonna pull and engage the unidentified, isn't it? This is gonna pull and engage the unidentified, isn't it? We're like five episodes in. I'm like, this is just normal. Like, as you may have guessed, we're not human. The dude turns out to be a werewolf. I'm like, but it doesn't. Like, just like the whole season is just faffing about. It literally (laughs) covers like a month of time, not counting the beginning. Also, like, the dude and the main dude and the main girl literally knew each other for about one collective hour before they got married. And I say one collective hour because they met several (laughs) years prior. So, like, they knew each other for, like, I don't know, 15 minutes. Then, like, (laughs) two years later, three, no, like, three years later, it's just like, hey, I'm back. Let's get married. Oh, sweet. I brought the marriage certificate fully filled out. Sign it. Go over to the marriage office. Congratulations. You are now married. Here's a potted plant. (laughs) <laughs> they knew each other for all of one hour. That is a speed record. Vegas doesn't. <laughs> Vegas takes longer than that. Yeah, but they had like three years. Whatever. This isn't a like condemnation that is an of Tony Kawa. That is an unbeatable world record speed run attempt. Yeah, that's not a condemnation of Tony Kawa. It's a good show. I enjoyed yeah. it. I laughed quite a bit. But Kaguya-sama, it's just good show. I laughed quite a bit. And there's also like some. At least in season one, I remember there being some really good, like, heartwarming moments between the two two leads. There are in season two as well. So that's good. It's a good show. But, but the community around won't it. won't shut up about them. There is other shit airing that is good or better that deserves attention and doesn't get it. This is because, true. Oh, Look at this show. Haha, ha, it's funny. Look, it's a JoJo's reference. Is that a like, JoJo's reference? <laughs> like, who cares? Like, do, don't watch 
this crap. It's not crap, but don't watch it to, like, the exclusion of actual quality things. This year had some actually very good things come out. Surprisingly. <laughs> yes. But, like, what, like, all I ever, and this part of this is just because, like, people, like, it's a very vocal community, so people won't shut up about them, but literally all I ever hear about is Kaguya-sama when it was coming out, and Tony Kawa when it's coming out. Like, nothing else. Let's, uh... Rant let's get over. Off, yeah, let's get off of this rant. Let's talk about the the best of the year. Let's talk about the best yeah, the stuff. Best the stuff the we year. thought was the best. So let's start with... This is in no particular order. Yeah, this is not in any particular order. It's just stuff we liked. Um, let's start with Decadence, I guess. Decadence. So I think you'll have a lot more to say about it than me. And I insist on calling it that. <laughs> uh, because we couldn't figure out how to pronounce it at the beginning, so I just started calling it Decadence. And I refuse to change. So, Decadence is a story about the last mobile city on Earth or something. I'm not... Yeah, like the, the last... The, the mobile city of Decadence. You know, it's, a, it's a mobile city that travels a ruined Earth overrun by monsters called the Gadol, or however you pronounce that. That, like, eat people and stuff. They're bad. They're evil. They may or like no one knows where they came from. The Earth is overrun. Blah 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 blah. Post apocalypse. Except Very... it's not. Yeah, except it's not. This is literally like the first like two minutes of episode two. Spoiler, but like it's not. It's literally like a full reality, augmented reality MMO being played by cyborg robots from space. Yep. <laughs> yes. Also, the city is a laser-powered rocket fist. <laughs> it... That's probably the best part of it. It gets used three times in the series. Yes, four if you if you te if you count the time that they failed to use it. But yeah, for being used all of four times. Also, because it's only used four times, it actually is like epic and special when they use it. Yeah. Uh, like. <laughs> It is a very interesting uh, science fiction story uh, <laughs> about. Also, like the the I love how the weird art styles clash. Like the art styles that they draw the robots in, and the art styles that they draw everything else in clash. <laughs> yeah, I actually like how they clash weirdly, but. It's it's by Studio Nut. It's Studio Nut's first original work. I'm not counting whatever that other weird thing they did. Wasn't it like a music video or something? I think so. I think so. Which I guess wouldn't technically be an original work, but uh, so like they've done Yojo Senki and they've done this, and they're That's basically it. like, hey, like again, like I'm gonna go pretend to be in a boardroom. Hey, remember Yojo Senki? How it made us tons of money? Yeah. So we're gonna do more Yojo Senki, right? Nah. Why not? Because what if we did something? new and different and i i love yojo senki that's not a dig on yojo senki like okay but can we still have awesome like creative aerial battle fights between like 
with people shooting stuff and going around in zero gravity and all this stuff? Oh, hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's original, it's creative, it's fun, it's adventurous. I, I, I just love it. Not, not not just for being fresh in my mind, because I, I only finished it a couple days ago. Uh, because I, I, did, I did what I always do, or what I do way more than I should. I watched the first episode to confirm that, yes, this is indeed a show. And then I put it down with the idea that I'll get back to it. I've done this with a lot of things. I've done this with a lot of things that I really like. Uh, so I watched the first episode when it first aired, back in January, <laughs> uh, and I finished it this December. Uh, actually, I think I finished it this January, technically. Yeah, I finished it this January. Took me a full year <laughs> to get around to watching it, because I'm like, I watched like, it. Like, it came out in, show. like, the middle of the year. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's, remember. It, it, 2020 was a very long year. <laughs> it was a very long year, and I have no sense of time left. This is true. I thought yes. I thought yesterday was Sunday, and <laughs> today is. For the record, this is being recorded on a Sunday, so I, I literally missed an entire day. Uh. Yeah. No. It's. It's a very. I mean, Studio Nut delivers in spades for their aerial combat, like that. That is what they know. <laughs> Yes, the, the 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 action scenes were good. The characters were good. Yes. But for me, it was, I legit got sucked into the world. And I'm like, yeah, like the characters are fighting for themselves. That's great and all. You know, I, these, these are, these are pretty good characters. The, but just again, like the world and their impact on it is what I cared about. This is true. It was, it was, it was good. Yes. What, no. what made this, this is what beat out. Uh, sleepy, sleepy princess for the next because, uh, and, and we both discussed this. Basically, you're like, oh, like there's a there's a meta commentary to be said about this and this and it. Yes. But that's that's more or less the kicker. Like, if we can like discuss the meta commentary of the meaning of certain me potential messages, intentional or unintentional, in something, that's what gives it the edge. <laughs> yes, that is very true. I was so hyped when this was like announced, like in like 2019 <laughs> yeah i remember when the first trailer came out and i think it was just like a gear rolling around and we knew nothing about it and you were like oh this is gonna be fucking sweet <laughs> yeah because it's I, I will allow a studio to be hyped by me as long as it continues to deliver yes. and uh it did absolutely studio absolutely has and it's actually it actually had the uh director for mob psycho 100 as the director really yeah which i thought was kind of interesting and also made a lot of sense considering how much like discussion about what's going on is going on because mob psycho 100 had that in spades and it was really good um yeah but in any case <sighs> I, yeah. I i think i think i cut myself off uh, like I said, I, I watched the first episode to confirm that, like, yes, this is a show. It has yes. no glaring, deep technical flaws. <laughs> and I put it on the back burner because I knew, basically, in my heart of hearts, that it was going to be a show I very much enjoyed, but would have, like, a lot of 
not necessarily a lot of, but it would have very real recognizable flaws in it that would prevent it from mainstream success. But when I watch it, I'm like, I don't know why this didn't like become a massive hit. <laughs> like I can see people might have some issues with it, but I can't think of any really. The the thing I pointed out to you before yes. we came on was the second episode twist. Yes, Just, that uh, it's a very very different because the post apocalyptic setting probably drew a lot of people from like Attack on Titan and stuff like that mm. who were very much like, oh, I want to see like siege battle fighting the monsters that dwell on this world and it wasn't that it was more of like like uh like a guy and a guy acting as like a surrogate father yeah turn into a sci-fi adventure story yeah and that, it was really good it was which i am good, absolutely yeah. down for i mean we already know that <laughs> yes it, it brought back a lot of very pleasant memories of expelled from paradise <laughs> i remember when you first tried to watch that and you dro- i i want to say you dropped it cuz you're like it's just too freaking anime and then you went back and watched it and you're like holy crap this is actually really good <laughs> Fun- funnily enough it needed that second episode twist for me <laughs> uh decadence <laughs> yes why is oh that? wait! Oh no! Oh yeah! Expelled from Paradise. No, yeah, no. That that I first started. I that I tried to watch before I watched anime. Uh, I and I'm like, that. hmm. And you're like, hmm. She's got like a 17 year old body. That's not concerning at all. Uh, this has some very strange things to my Western sensibilities. And then and then then anime just made me go fully numb to these things. <laughs> <laughs> you were able to power through it, and you're like, okay. I see where they went. That's cool. It wasn't even that I powered through. I very heartily enjoyed it. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, so, Code... <laughs> I was about to say Code Geass. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. Um, so, Deca Dance. Yeah, great show. Absolutely fantastic. I loved it. You, I think, really liked it. You I liked really it. liked it. It's a beautiful show. It's got some very good, like, stuff going on. Uh, there's a few elements of the ending from a meta perspective yes, like regarding you... ca- like capitalism as a system that is kind of like obscure kind of oblique for me to get into right now but that's kind of what prevented it from getting like maximum enjoyment from me but other than that it is a great show and i highly recommend it yeah so it's, a, Nut, it's a one uh, core yeah it's one core uh it is it's it's a show that i was like in episode five or six i'm like what the i'm like like episode five i'm like what the hell are they like they they just did like wait it's episode five like i i felt like they just did a complete story arc (laughs) then it gets like episode nine i'm like what the hell there's three more episodes and then i'm at the i'm at the very end i'm like damn like that was that was like incredibly well paced (laughs) yeah incredibly well paced um, it all it all it all came together but that's yeah, i think yes that's enough did. of decadence yes it is so let's move on uh i think let's talk about the thing that you have not shut up about for the last uh 12 weeks or so last 12 weeks yeah <laughs> the last three months of 2020 you've just been obsessed with this that is uh majo no tabi tabi the journey of elena the journey of elena uh, love this show 
it it is a very good show <laughs> i i do recognize that it does have um issues Flaws. yes uh that other that turn other people off some justifiable some not quite as much yes uh so i went in expecting uh kino's journey but not and that's what i got so <laughs> so you're very happy I got my money's worth out of it. In my case, this is my first time watching something like this, like a journey story. Um, I'm a lot more, as evidenced from some of my other picks this year, or for this, for my honorable mentions, I really like, like, action stuff and dramatic stuff. But Journey of Elena, it did suck me in. Um, Very, it's got a good pacing, it's got beautiful animation. The character, the characters are really what make it, in my opinion. That's that's kind of how a, these kind of things usually live or die on like the characters in them. Yes, that's very true. Elena herself was very divisive. Understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Episode three. That's all. Episode two and three, where yeah, very, yeah. Uh, very Episode divisive. Two. That that turned a lot of people off it. Yeah. The the people who were expecting like a pure moe slice, the, the people who were who went in expecting a seasonal slice of life, uh, didn't get that. They got turned off by like episodes two and three. Yeah. People who like wanted it to be dark got kind of turned off by, like, the, what, what wasn't episodes two and three, <laughs> and episode <laughs> nine. Holy crap! Episode oh, nine. Oh god. God, <laughs> episode nine peak. Yeah, peak. it's it says something when an episode starts with a content warning. <laughs> yes, I've episode, never seen the, that before. That's when the episode never... literally it skips the opening and just displays a this content may not be suitable for children or well, not gonna be suitable for people in general. <laughs> I'm just like. Hmm. That and the episode title, which is like I don't even remember. It's like something. It was like something in like the. I don't. I don't remember the exact title, but it was not a happy sounding title. No, it was Amigo. not. <laughs> hmm. Like in like the first like several minutes, I had already guessed the ending. I. I. I that's just I've. I, I've seen enough to know where it was going. I was still surprised. I literally knew what was going to happen, and I was still surprised by it. So that's a, that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> it is a it is a sh- it is it is a thing that that episode is a thing. Yeah. Uh, good but, show. Yeah, it's it's a story about a girl who becomes a witch and then goes on a journey, in emulation of her, like literary hero i guess who's almost definitely her mom <laughs> almost definitely like there's only like a 10 percent chance it's not <laughs> I'd, i i don't want to spoil anything because I, I i haven't read the light levels i plan to but i was like in the subreddit when it was like airing so i know a bunch of stuff from it uh, you can go ahead and take that like 10% chance and reduce it to like a 1% chance. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, it's hard, kind of hard to talk about series. Cause it's, it's hard to talk about because... There's not one like 
through line of plot. Exactly. That's that's kind of it. And that's that's another reason why people didn't necessarily like because it's not connected. You can't follow it seamlessly through. Yeah. Which is perhaps kind of an issue with these types of journey stories. It is it is niche, but it's one of those niches where people hate it more than they should. Yeah. Probably. It is the it is the gateway, I would say, to like going further into these types of stories. For instance, and this might surprise you, it was not nearly as dark as like Kino's journey could be. This is true. <laughs> Kino's journey could get messed up. I mean, consider the uh tournament <laughs> episode. Yeah, like episode nine for Elena, and I, I'm I'm ninety percent sure it's episode nine is the one I'm talking about. Pretty sure. Uh, that's the that's that's as dark as Elena ever got. That is, uh, Kino's journey has gone there multiple times, and part of that's because Kino's journey is a lot longer. There's like twenty books, and that's it's still true. going. That's true. But I, I I am watching Elena's career with great interest. Yes, really hoping for a season two. It it stands. It's it's not just. I, I compare to Kino's journey because that's basically the benchmark I have to give people. Uh, yeah, it's it's its own thing. Yeah. It is its own thing. But yeah, I did not shut up about it. Uh, <laughs> you didn't shut up about it before I liked it, it came lot. out. <laughs> and then <laughs> once it actually came out, you're like, you gotta watch this. <laughs> I was yeah, like, like, I'm, like, I'm like, oh my god. Like, I saw the trailer for I'm like, this is gonna be so good. And I actually, I was very concerned internally because I'm like, this is gonna suck, isn't it? Like, they're gonna drop the ball somewhere. They managed not to. Yeah. Kind of had that same reaction with Decadence. I'm like, oh god, please don't drop the ball. Please don't drop the ball. (laughs) (sighs) So yeah, Journey of Elena. Really good. Really Really good. good. One of our bests of the year. Uh, And our last best of the year. Our last best of the year. Oh god, this came out all the way at the beginning of 2020. Yeah, this came out in... I I, I screwed up. Uh, Decadence came out in, in summer. This came out in winter. Yes, this came out in, like, January, and it, ah, boy, what to say about Inspector. Yeah, we could we could talk about how underrated um, Elena is, how underrated Decadence is. This is actually underrated. Yes, it is one of the only good Crunchyroll originals that we've ever watched. Yes. I, I remember, I was looking through our Discord chat logs, just like, look up stuff that I said about some of the other things, and yeah. I saw it in there, because I waited until August, I binge-watched the whole thing in one day. Yes. And uh, I'm like, man, this is really good, I don't know why people hate it so much. <laughs> and you, you watched it a couple weeks ago, didn't you? Yes, I, I binged it right before Christmas, and I was like, holy crap, this is really good! Yes. Why did I Why did I sleep on this? I had the same reaction! So I think probably the biggest thing for it is that it is very, very slow. It is. And this like, is, when I say a legitimate chrism other people might have, this this is this is one of those. It is very slow paced, but. <laughs> I think eight episodes, it takes eight episodes to get past like 
two or three days of time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's how slow it is. But, god damn, the payoff is good. Yes. It was... Uh, okay, so, since probably nobody knows about this thing. So, it's a detective story, I, it is I think. a supernatural detective story, or yes. I guess supernatural mystery. Yeah, supernatural yeah. mystery story. I mean, it literally uh, has the word detective in its t- in its title. Yeah, inspector. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Japanese title is literally fiction detective. <laughs> it is a supernatural... Yeah, we've already said this. Supernatural detective story about... Uh, a girl who's... A hu- the human form of a chihuahua. <laughs> that's, not, that's not literal, but... I mean, you, you... You're not wrong. You so, agree with me. She's basically, if you took a chihuahua and made them human. Yeah, yeah. She's Tiny, very short. Maybe loud, she's... territorial. <laughs> yes, very much so. And she also only has one eye and one leg as a result yeah, of becoming they got, uh, uh, Cut a off and mediator. gouged out respectively by demons, like the Japanese type. Yokai or whatever the hell. Yeah. This is mostly so that she could become, like, in tune with the spirit. I don't know the exact justification for it, but it's, like, supernatural shit. They lopped off a ten-year-old's leg and then burned it with acid. Yep. (laughs) And she's extremely chipper about this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And, um, slight spoilers. Yeah. Her partner, who is immortal and can see the future... He can he can do more than see the future. He can subtly manipulate the future. This is true. This is true, yes. And it's as much a romance story between the two as it is a mystery story. Uh, see the trailer for season two. <laughs> Which is literally, like, her, it's literally just her describing some of the events from the first season. Except framing it as if it was, like, a purely romance story. <laughs> She's oh, like, God. I was in no danger the entire time. <laughs> he literally got murdered multiple times while she was sitting in a car nearby sipping on juice. And shit posting on the internet. <laughs> oh, that's right. Right, that's right. This is the big tagline I have for the series. Is It's the only series I've seen that made shit posting on the internet, like, legitimately interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's also probably one of the other reasons why people don't like it. And that, like, the last arc... Well, I don't say the last arc. It's literally, like, one arc that they adapted for this. Because yeah. the manga's really long. Like, the first... Like, the chapter's, like, 80-page chapters. I don't know oh, how God. typical that is, but... <laughs> that's extremely not typical. Um, Like, what? they? It's, like, starting in episode 7, then finishing in episode 12 was literally just her shit posting on the internet. Yes. On some random internet forum. And the previous, people. like... I think the previous four episodes before that were just then preparing to shitpost on the internet. She literally trolled a ghost into not existing. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh. God. Oh. Right. Uh, I, I wrote a whole bunch. Well, not a whole bunch. This is a definitely a show that it's better on dvd it's better to watch it all in one sitting rather than have to wait like a week for the stuff to come out yeah i'd have to agree Uh, probably another reason why it wasn't as well liked as it should have been probably the that and people have the attention spans of goldfish apparently 
<laughs> this is true. Uh, but yeah, it's... I mean, she can see ghosts, so she can, like, do detective shit and, like, talk to ghost witnesses. Somebody dies and she talks to the ghost of somebody... Yeah, she talks to the ghost of somebody who, who... witnessed a, a death. <laughs> yeah, and the ghost witnessed it, not... The, the yeah, person no, the was already not... dead. Yeah, no, the, the person who's already dead, they're not a ghost. Well, except they yeah, are, but they aren't. The, she interrogated a ghost for what it saw while it was being a ghost. Yes. And of course, important here, I don't think ghost testimony is, is uh, whatchamacallit? Wholly reliable. Admissible in court? Admissible in court. <laughs> Admissible in so court, yeah. her, we call it a detective story, but I wouldn't really put it down as a detective story it's, because... That, that's why I said mystery. It's a detective story, except they're not... It's They're occult detectives, but they never do... Detectives. Which, admittedly, I don't actually recall many of the occult detective things I've read. That the detective actually, like, work with the police directly, <laughs> directly. Yeah. I mean, there's a few. Well, but Including what I mean the is one like... that shall not be named. <laughs> In this case, it's like... What she what she does, what Kotoko does, is as much um, storytelling as yeah. it is like detective work. She's the detective that the that ghosts and goblins and all that stuff hire because they can't go to the police with their problems. Yes, and but the, but it's not like they're trying to like oh, we're trying to c catch a criminal. It's like I want to know what the fuck happened. Yes, and so she's like, well, here's the facts. Like, the, the first two, well, the only two, really, uh, like, <laughs> clients, I guess, they have, uh, they already know what's happened. It's just trying to convince a ghost or a demon or a bunch of people on the internet that you don't know. Yeah. Because, like, in, in the shitposting ghost arc, it's a case of, like... Everybody already knows what happened. The facts of the case have already been laid bare. There are certain people who are guilty. There are certain people who are not guilty. It doesn't really matter what's true, though. Because you're dealing with ghosts. Or worse, the internet. <laughs> yes. Uh, but just... God, it's so good so good criminally yes. underrated yes this is one of the few shows i will actually say is criminally underrated yes fun fact it was done by brainspace who was the yes. studio behind spice and wolf 2 yes which is it shows a bit <laughs> i mean they've done other stuff but spice and wolf 2 that's probably the closest thing that i could relate this show to yeah i mean there's I don't think anything else that they've done that I would have been interested in. Yeah. But yeah, it's just... It's a damn good showing. Uh, I think... I don't really have anything else to say about this. Uh, I don't uh, really... Other than talking about like some of the animation flourishes. Like, when... In the first episode, when uh, his hand regrows. Which was... Beautiful. That's just... That's just one moment of really good animation that i really liked 
This is this is a very good looking anime. Yes. And well, normally when I, it's not this is good looking, uh, but there's no real other praise to give it. No, it's it's a good show, like plot everything, the, and it also looks very good. <laughs> yes. One thing, I don't know actually, if this is as true as I thought thought it was, but like it felt like when they're having their long discussions, they're not just like sitting there doing nothing like they're the characters are moving around like getting comfortable in their seat or like reading over stuff and it's more dynamic they're actually doing things that a person would do while they're sitting there explaining something like they're moving their body they're not just like they're not just like a cutout of a torso and a head flapping their lips which I think some other shows have issue with. Or shows that go completely ridiculously in the other direction and be like, gotta have all action, no explanation. I mean, that, that's, again, this is part of it being a show that relies heavily on its, its uh, I guess, dialogue. It relies heavily on its dialogue in that it's not, you can't just have people like just sitting around talking without moving because yes. you're waiting to get to the next action scene. Exactly. There's not really a next action scene to get to. Exactly. That's kind of what I'm getting at. The action scenes are the deduction scenes, the theorization yes. scenes, the scenes where people are talking. Just a all-around banger of a show. Yeah. Um. Can't wait for season two. Which can't wait for, in production now. Yes. Cannot wait. Um. I, I think was... may I might wait on it and watch it once it's done because it's yeah like we said it's a slow burn it's a very slow burn and it's better to binge than to watch as it airs. I mean, the only reason I watched uh, Elena as it aired and came out was partially because it doesn't require you to like retain anything from episode to episode. <laughs> this is true. So I think that's about it. Uh, yeah. That's our that's our best of the year honorable mentions, dishonorable mentions. Twenty twenty <sighs> was uh Twenty twenty was a lot better than twenty nineteen. <laughs> twenty nineteen was a desert. It had twenty nineteen had some good stuff. Twenty nineteen like, had pistol. <laughs> it had Symphogear. <laughs> Which is really the only reason I'm saying that it wasn't a complete desert. It had a few oases that we watched. But yeah, overall, there was a lot of stuff that is kind of inconsequential that I don't even remember at this point. Not counting movies. (laughs) Uh, I think the best thing I watched in 2019 was our Ferretta. (laughs) And yes, that is a very backhanded compliment. Oof. Uh, and uh, I think actually I'll, I'll end off by just listing off a few things that were planned to be honorable mentions, but net didn't quite make the cut. Uh, All right. Next life is a villainous. All roots lead to doom. Very much enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed the manga, and the anime adaptation was pretty good, but it had some filler episodes. Definitely worth worth checking out. Um. Standing on a Million Lives was a pretty good isekai that just finished airing. Uh, Can't wait for the second season. 
I don't know if it's like a good or a bad sign when a protagonist explains their uh their motivations but due to the atmosphere that the show sets up you can't quite tell if they're like gonna be a hero or a villain <laughs> like they they're a good guy but they've got kind of kind of fucked up reasons for being a good guy <laughs> that's that's what million lives is in my opinion hmm and uh, Magatsu Warheit Zurst, or however the hell you pronounce that, it's it was a surprisingly good show. It is a damn shame that it's just a uh, advertisement for a mobile game. Mm. Damn shame. I they've got a lot of space that they could do stuff in, and it's a damn shame shame that they're not going to. <sighs> Whew, that was. Very exciting. But yeah, we're uh, excited for winter 2021 when the sequel apocalypse arrives. Oh, God. Sequel Mageddon. Oh, God. I'm, how, I'm how looking forward to it. 18? Uh, there's a lot. A lot. A lot. And I'm going to be hello, watching hello. precisely one of them. <laughs> so we're going to be... That, that's where we're at. Like. Yeah. I don't think there's there's bugger all coming out next season next season for sorry let me phrase that there's nothing for me coming out next season which That's me fair. being like the one that everyone's supposed to be catering to. Ah, <laughs> uh, I I will say one thing I've noticed from the next season is that there's a lot of shows that look like isekais but aren't that are airing, which is really weird. I think we might be coming out of the isekai glut. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't give me hope. <laughs> it isn't... I'll have to check my data, but people might just be falling in love with fantasy worlds, shitty fantasy worlds, instead of just specifically character gets sent to another world and becomes super OP. In stories. a shitty fantasy world. Yeah, in a shitty fantasy world. They're like, oh, I care more about the shitty fantasy world than I do about the character, specifically, coming from another world. That is simultaneously heartening and disheartening. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, we don't care about characters. Characters can go eat, you know, can go eat dirt. Well, because it's the same damn character every time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, they're not coming from another... It, that's neither here nor there. We can talk about that later. For now, hope you all have a excellent 2021. You mean 2020 part two? <laughs> oh God, don't, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> uh, in any case, this has been Anime Stroganoff's best of 2020. <laughs> best of 2020. Well, the year, some... the year is not that. I, I... the year. I felt really sparse, but I think that's just because the good stuff was so spread out that you couldn't just seamlessly transition between them. This is true. All the good, like most of the good stuff, in my opinion, was all pushed to the end of the year, but whatever. 
that's it. I mean, that's this the end year of the had some serious. Yeah, this is the end of the episode. This year had some serious standouts. Yes. And let's hope 2021 also has excellent standouts. That's not just sequels. Unlikely. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. Uh, I have been Eli. And I have been Lilith. And this has been Anime Stroganoff. Anime Stroganoff. Signing off on the first episode of 2021. Yeah. Yay. Pull the old noisemaker again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>